0: Journaling helps me run through the process of acknowledging my feelings, deciding not to act on how I feel, and then changing how I feel. And so when I'm able to do that, now all of a sudden I begin to fully
1: embrace how and why God loves me exactly as I am. 2020 is right around the corner. By the time you're listening to this, it may actually already be here. And what better thing to do to kick off a new year than to journal where you're going, where you've been, and to plan for what you see down the pipeline. This week, we're talking with Tracy Winchell, host of the Reboots podcast, and Tracy has a heart for journaling. She's going to walk us through all of the reasons why we should be keeping tabs on our spiritual journey and how it can help us grow mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. It's a great episode. Let's get right to it.
2: We are for the spiritual nomads, the outcasts, and the ones who desire
1: to ask the hard questions. A shelter in the desert, a safe place to share our thoughts, our hopes,
2: and our dreams.
1: We are pursuing the truth, and we don't care about downsides.
2: We invite you to come and sit at our table and be a part of our tribe.
1: We are brave. We are bold. We are the Reckless Pursuit Hey everyone, welcome to The Reckless Pursuit. My name is Cody. And my name is Elaine. And this is episode 97. And today we are standing up. No, literally, guys. Uh, quick little flash briefing. Our house flooded.
2: Or like flash flood.
1: Oh, okay, sure. Emergency alert. <laughs> we came home from our vacation to find that our refrigerator filter busted And our entire office, along with the rest of the entire downstairs of our house, uh, was covered in standing water. And so we are in the process of ripping up floors and gutting everything to put it back together. So luckily for us, we already had an amazing conversation before we went on vacation. We actually had this conversation back in like August, I think. Uh, Just for New Year, we planned this out way in advance, so all we're having to do is record a couple bumpers. Uh, And so we have an amazing conversation with Tracy Winchell, a returning visitor here on The Reckless Pursuit. She is uh, an amazing woman. I just want to start by saying I, I love Tracy. She's just one of the most fun uh encouraging uplifting people to talk to. So you gotta listen. Just she's to, also
2: from Arkansas. So that's like is. added bonus points. And we
1: did not know that whenever no. we like met her the first time. So that was cool. So she is uh from a like state. She's from a part of Arkansas we wish we were from, but hey. Uh so Tracy's an amazing person. And on top of that, she and Elaine share something very large in common is that they are both very large advocates for journaling. Uh, very large advocates for what it can do for your life. And I know going into the new year, it just seemed like the perfect fit, like journaling. Hey, everyone, what better time to start tracking your life than journaling? Uh, Elaine and I both have journaling practices. Tracy has an expansive journaling practice and has many different uh, things to offer and bring to the table as far as that goes. And let's just kind of just, uh, I guess, line this up by saying journaling isn't just writing down something. is isn't just even going back and rereading it. It's really to document where you've come from so you can see that growth. And it helps you to just, uh, just that self-compassion and love and acceptance of yourself, uh, just expressing who you are and really getting out of those ruts because you can see where you've been and where you're going. And it just outlines life in this beautiful way. If we didn't have journals uh, there's a lot of the New Testament we wouldn't have. We wouldn't have many of the Old Testament books. A lot of these things were journals. And so it's a beautiful expression of what God is doing in every one of our lives. And so I just, I, I highly encourage journal practices. And I, I really enjoyed this episode with Tracy because she just goes into so much about that. Just a quick little uh, self, I guess, like self-serving, selfless, selfless plug, selfish, selfish plug. Uh, guys, if you have not done so so far, head over to cedartemple.com. And check out our entire line of Reckless Pursuit attire. You can actually go to therecklesspursuit.com and click on shop in the top corner. That's probably the easier way to get there. But Cedar Temple is Mining Lane side business, and we have a ton of Nomad shirts. We have a ton of Reckless Pursuit chur- uh, shirts. We have uh, hoodies. We have a little bit of everything. Coffee, coffee mugs, mugs. We got a little yeah. bit of everything up in there. So uh, if you want to sport some spiritual Nomad attire, Head on over there and get hooked up. And uh, I guess the last thing I want to kind of throw out here is Nomads is growing.
2: Yes. So So head over
1: to Nomads, a safe community to ask unsafe questions. You can find links for that in the show notes below. We We would love love
2: to have you there. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Finish each other's sentences. Uh, And that's what will happen in this group. So there there you you go.
1: go. So who did it again. (laughs) All right, guys, we're tired of standing and uh yeah so luckily like i said we had this recorded for you guys and it's a good one everyone let's get right to this episode with tracy winchell host of the reboots podcast hey everyone we are here with tracy winchell host of the reboots podcast she is back to hit on some topics we didn't get to cover last time tracy how are you doing
0: i'm great i love getting to hang out with you guys it's a as we record this, it is blistering hot in Arkansas, yes. and uh, yes, Mr. Winchester is snoring in the background. So if you hear if you hear it, this weird noise, it's a dog snoring. So that's yes.
1: okay. Doppler is laying in the floor, and <laughs> mm-hmm. he's been on this like whimpering in his sleep kick. So yes. maybe they'll maybe I they'll get to communicate why. a little bit. better. The have
0: nightmares? <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> he's uh, I think he's dreaming of better weather for a husky. Yes. Because he is Um, not enjoying Arkansas right now. All the humid
2: and 100-degree heat index. Wow, the heat index
0: here yesterday or the day before was like 120, 116 one day and 120 the next.
1: Yeah, it's been ridiculous. So, luckily for our listeners, when this comes out, it should not, if it's this hot, when this comes out, we have a really big problem.
0: Well, I (laughs) I think we probably do have a really big problem, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So they can uh, reminisce on what it's like to live in Arkansas heat again. But today we are talking (laughs) about uh, journaling and how journaling assists in our spiritual journey and growth. And this is something we originally uh, were going to talk about Mm -hmm. on last episode, but we didn't quite get to it. And so that means we get to have a part two. And so here we are. Uh, And now Tracy, I'm just going to kind of open the floor to you just to remind everyone Um, what Reboots is, and also just to share a little bit, I know journaling is something you're passionate about, so I'm just going to give you a chance to just kind of dive into that. Well,
0: thanks. Reboots features stories about people who have been forced to start over, either through dumb stuff they've done or just because life happens. And we started the podcast uh, more than two years ago. And just this summer, we've been releasing some fun episodes beyond just how people navigate change. We've been doing some quick 20, 30-minute episodes about how people use journaling to help them navigate change. And I'm, I'm loving the feedback on that. In fact, by the time this episode airs, for you guys, you too will have participated in the change journals. And I'm mm-hmm. so excited. Yes. Because what people are figuring out as they listen is, oh my goodness, this doesn't have to be three hours of of writing in the wilderness, you know, and boxes of, of tissue and and it it's just it can be a daily practice. And I'm really having fun talking to people about their change journals and how they journal and uh, it I learned something new every day. I've been journaling pretty regularly since about 2012 or 2013. And uh, I, I'm, I'm beginning to figure out the power of just keeping quick logs to uh, process change, to measure change, and to affect change in my life. So it's really fun to be able to talk about that to,
1: with people. It's mm-hmm. really cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask one question here, and then I'm gonna be quiet because Elaine is the journaler. I yes. journal, but she is the hardcore done this like I, I don't know, I think as soon as you were able to hold an ink pen, <laughs> you were probably journaling. Yeah. So uh my first question is just to kind of frame that and then I'm gonna let her take it over. But uh so what got you into journaling?
0: I've always liked keeping logs, but I was a year into recovery from unresolved grief and a friend said this was november my, our birthdays are the same day uh, and, and it was early november and, and a friend of mine said i want to challenge you to keep a gratitude log for 30 days nah, i'm not gonna do that and for whatever reason because she's sweet because i respect her and because everything she had told me to do for nine months was working i thought okay i'll try it so i did Through that November, I've forgotten whether it was 2012, 2013, um, but I I kept a gratitude journal, and I was effective something like 40% of the time that month. And for whatever reason, I kept going. And I looked up three or four months later and started finding the research about gratitude journaling and how it, no kidding, changes our brains. Like you can see it on a CT scan. About how different pieces of our brain start to fire, and I was different. And I wasn't even trying hard. So from there, I got even more intentional about journaling in the mornings uh, and, and in recovery and celebrate recovery. There are a couple of of journaling techniques that uh, I began to practice. and it started to change my world, reduced anxiety helped me sleep better at night and um yeah i just kept going and then as i launched the reboots podcast and i began to understand a lot of people keep journals in order to either navigate changes that has happened to them or to affect change that they finally have decided i want to make this change all my reboots guests that i have asked this question has your reboot journey been uh a choice, a decision, or something else. Every single one that I've asked that question to has said, it was a moment that I made a decision to change, followed by a series of daily, sometimes moment-by-moment choices. And journaling helps us, instead of seeing how far we have to go, journaling helps us measure how far we've been which gives us hope.
2: That's good. That's
1: really good. Yeah. That's really good.
2: So, what does your journaling process look like?
0: Oh, I'm always tinkering with it. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> at, at the core is a gratitude journal. And, like, I have to do that at least once a day. There are times when I do it in the mornings and the evenings. This is this, is this morning. Um, and, and I don't make it complicated. So, a good night's sleep, temperatures below 100 degrees. And uh, a clean Mister Winchester. I got to give him a bath last night because it was cool enough. And so, anyway, that that's this morning's. So I'm always going to do that. Um, and then in the evenings, I'm typically going to. And this isn't the typical kind of journaling, but I'm typically going to have a look at what I did during the day. I'm gonna I'm gonna check off the things that I got done, and then I'm gonna mark off. My next day's things. What do I have to do tomorrow? This is sort of a productivity journal, I suppose. But I'm also typically going to uh, do what we in recovery call a step 10, which is to take a, a fearless and searching moral inventory of our day. And that those questions are going to change depending on what I'm struggling with. Uh, but that step 10 log is going to be something I did well today something I struggled with, uh, and it's typically going to set my intention for the next day. Like, do I owe someone an apology and how am I going to get that done tomorrow? And, and just to clean the slate so that I'm not, I'm not awake worrying about, I need to do this tomorrow, I need to do this tomorrow. Well, those things are written down, right? And it just really helps me. Another question that I really love to answer is what did I learn today? And looking back on those, uh, to reflect on those months and years later, those are fun. A lot of good things come out of those. So sometimes I'll, I'll write something down at noon. Uh, when I come up for air, I'll just kind of log something here. Um, I'm really struggling today. Or, wow, I had a great interview with Cody and Elaine, and we talked about this, and how awesome was that? So I'm almost constantly writing stuff down.
2: So what have you learned about yourself through journaling, since, specifically since uh, 2013, whenever you started with your gratitude journal? Like, since then, what have you learned about yourself through journaling, or what has God shown you? Well,
0: um, I've learned to tell myself the truth about me, S- sort of Clint Eastwood style, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm not afraid to say, you know, I shouldn't have said that today, or I really should have done this today. I have a tendency to beat myself up and to just do a lot more than evaluate my behavior, but to just really call myself names. Um, and and that's just not a good way to live. So what I'm learning to do is balance that. So gosh, Tracy, you really held your tongue here, right? Or you really did a good job of doing this thing today that you didn't want to do that really meant something to someone else. Um, so that good, the bad, and the ugly, just being able to evaluate that is super important, which then leads me kind of to the next piece. Uh, the, the journaling is a spiritual practice. Once I accept myself as I am, once I'm able to evaluate the good, the bad, and the ugly and just kind of be, okay, okay yeah, you know, I hate that I did that, or I wish I'd done that, but God loves me exactly as I am. And Lord willing, I get a new day tomorrow to try again. Thank you, Lord. So this next piece is incredible. And and I don't know why I was missing this for so long, but journaling helps me tell myself the truth about my role in the universe. I read uh, Ryan Holiday's The Obstacle is the Way, and that was the first time in my life I ever considered this notion that the world is at best indifferent to me. You know, we we talk about we talk about uh, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, bad things happen to all of us. It's how life works. The world doesn't hate me. The world doesn't love me. It's yeah, there's Winchell. Okay, whatever. And that's on a good day. There are days when the universe is like who, oh, right? <laughs> right um and so the other the other things quickly that journaling helps me do is uh it helps me tell myself the truth about my relationships with other people and that's super important Um, plus it helps me tell the truth about where i've been the potential of where i'm going and all of that helps me stay right here in the present moment and um it's just, it's a, life is a lot more enjoyable when instead of saying, it's too hot outside, I wish it were winter, I can say, wow, our pompous grass is lovely today, or the cicadas are gorgeous, well, they're not really pretty, but they sound neat, um, from inside, and thank you for the air conditioner, God, you know, just, there's a big difference there, and, you know, in 50-something years, most of my life, I have I have longed for the next Arkansas season. And in 2019, I'm enjoying the season as it is. And it's a remarkable way to live.
2: So how has journaling helped you transition through new seasons and, and change?
0: Well, I can measure them. I don't reflect on my past journals as often as some people do. It's, you know, I'll typically reflect 15 minutes or so a week, maybe 30 minutes uh, as I'm planning the next week. Interestingly enough, I reflect most of the time as I'm preparing course curriculum to teach other people how to journal. Because I go back and and I look at my past journals for material on how something has helped me. And as I look, pa- look back in in my written journals, um, and for whatever reason, I don't reflect very often when I journal digitally, and I don't know why. But when I when I have a, my big stack of notebooks like these, and and I typically will uh, use a little tab indicator and a highlighter, and when I reflect on those, I'm able to see. Uh, victories that I probably wouldn't otherwise see, which then helps me know that whatever I'm facing today, then next week, next month, next year, here's a moment for growth.
1: So Tracy, you were just talking about uh, the reflection process, and that is something that's very interesting to me because I know it's one of my biggest struggles is actually trying trying to do that very thing, trying to reflect on what I've written. And sometimes I feel guilty because I don't do it enough. So how important is that? And how can we get in a better habit of, of doing that?
0: You know, that's kind of a loaded question, right? (laughs) Because there are some people who are going to say you have to reflect in order to celebrate. But I, you know, the way I teach other people how to journal is go with what you got. When journaling becomes a should, could, would, need to do this, ought to do that, well, gee, no wonder nobody does it because they think there are rules and there are not rules. Uh, I I, I recently wrote a piece for Sean Blanc because he wrote – he's got a a really popular post about how he writes himself a note the afternoon before – to help him get kick-started on his writing routine early the next morning. And it's like a post-it-sized note that he just says, uh, tomorrow I'm going to write about my journaling practice or whatever. And he sticks that note on his computer. And then as soon as he sits down at his desk the next morning, then he starts writing and he writes at least a thousand words. So I loved that note process, and I started trying to do that note process, only what it became was this daily lengthy diatribe uh, at the end of the day about what I didn't get done this day and how tomorrow Tracy is going to have to do this, 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 and this because today Tracy just didn't get it done and wasted a lot of time and blah, 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 right? So I took Sean Blanc's the note, and I failed at it. But I kept going, and instead, what I ended up with was a practice that I call writing a note to my next day self. And I'm not doing that right now, but I will the moment that I, can, I, I see myself beginning to struggle with self doubt or perfectionism, or or uh, self worth, because what happened is that I was able to learn to be kind to my next day, Tracy. I would start the note with, so today's Wednesday um, at the end of the day. Hey, Thursday, Tracy, we had a really good day today. We got to talk to Cody and Elaine and we did this uh, because we had some some trouble with, uh, with technical stuff. We didn't get this, this, and this done, but that's okay because Thursday, Tracy, you're gonna have plenty of time to get this done. And then I, whatever that note may be, and then I sign it respectfully, Wednesday, Tracy. So I say all of that to say, I took a failed journaling practice by Sean Blanc, who is incredibly well-known in the productivity space and the online course creation space. I failed at it, and I made this thing my own because it helped me crush self-doubt and perfectionism. So you ask the question about reflecting and should you spend more time reflecting? I think you should continue to do what you do and what works for you. If at some time you feel like, gosh, maybe I need to go back and see where I was this time last year to help me work through a struggle this time right now when we were kind of dealing with the same thing, then do it. But if you're feeling guilty about not reflecting, that's just on you. That's guilt, man. That's shame. And shame's got no place in in a guy who's redeemed by the blood of the Lamb.
1: Yeah, that's really good. So with that, um, I think I already know the answer to this question based off what you just said. But do you have a system um, of different journals? Do you write everything in one? Is it good to chop it up? Does it just depend on you? How does that work? <laughs>
0: Mine's probably a bit too haphazard because I love trying new products. Um, right now I'm using, um, the monk manual and, uh, I have, I've had some great conversations with Steve Lawson on uh, the reboots podcast and I love this product. So, um, This is how I'm doing my, organizing my productivity time. It's where I'm keeping my gratitude log right now. But then I have this book just sort of for my daily logs. Um, And that's, this is a traditional bullet journal like Ryder Carroll does. I keep all of my notes in here. This This is actually the fourth one for 2019. This is the third one. I actually do some journaling in day one uh, just some quick thoughts. If if my if I'm really having trouble getting started in the morning, I'll do just a quick hey good morning. Uh, we're struggling to get started today. Blah 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 blah, and I'll just keep going. And I also will do a a, a dear Abba. Sometimes when my head is so cluttered, the only way I'm going to genuinely get some quiet time in is if I read a a short passage in scripture and then um, talk to God about it. Uh, and I'll do that digitally. Uh so right now, um I would say my journaling habit is probably too scattered. I'm also doing a little bit of a um a time tracker challenge and uh on one page, and this is this is Matt Ragland style, but on this page uh I'm I'm putting my distractions down. The last couple of weeks I've been really scattered and it's been hard to focus. So um, like Uh, Monday, I wrote down my distractions. I got stuck on Facebook Messenger. My eyes hurt. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? And then, oh, this is Monday when I was working at the coffee shop and this stupid fly just kept landing on me (laughs) and I couldn't. mm, And then I had an asthma episode. So it's fascinating to track my distractions. Um, so yeah, you, you ask me where all of my journaling habits are, they're everywhere right now. And I, you know, I think that's okay, but I think if you're just getting started or if you're struggling to build a habit, just start with a gratitude habit. Just start with a gratitude practice. Doesn't matter if you do it in the mornings or the evenings, just do it, man. And don't worry about, um, 100%. um. Uh, John Acuff, in his book, Finish, says that progress begins the day after perfection.
1: Mm, That's good. That's good, especially as our dog is tapping around right now, making noise. Progress begins (laughs) after perfection. Don't get mad at the dog for tapping on the (laughs) floor.
2: So I have a fun question. Um, so what do you look for in a journal? How do you pick the right journal? Is it like a cover that sticks out? Do you have a specific like, okay, this is a bullet journal and I want this? Like, how how do you go about if you were in Barnes and Noble or, or Target, what journal sticks out to you?
0: Uh, I prefer a dot grid. I, I really want a dot grid. Um, this is actually a Baron Fig, um, clear habit journal prepared by james clear and the one thing i don't like about this is that the dots are too light my preference is for the pages to be numbered but that's not a deal breaker i really like the the covers um they're kind of nice and i i I just want something minimal minimalistic simple um and
2: so not super structured
0: yeah probably not um nothing terribly fancy. I, I really like the black notebooks and I like the teal and red are my favorite colors. So I really like these. This is actually uh, one of writer Carol's bullet journal books. And the paper is just really spectacular because it's, it feels like lim- linen. It's the Lesch term um, German kind of thing. So yeah but you know it's less about that and more about just something that feels that, that's not too big and not too small. Um, Spiral and I don't get along. I typically am going to cut myself. but but I want, I, I want this kind of A4 size because uh, one of one of the superpowers for me for maintaining a journaling habit is to be able to fill a page. And then to say, now stop. Because that keeps my gratitude practice when I actually do journal on one of these pages. It keeps it super simple. Or when I write a note to my next day self, I have to get it on this page. Whereas if I'm using a large journal, I feel compelled to have to fill up a whole page. And then I spend too much time doing it. So confinement is my friend.
1: So let's kind of take a bit of a transition here. And to me... um You know, I'm, I'm scatterbrained when I journal to you You mentioned day one, and I assume you're talking about like the app, right? So like, I try to like jot down my daily, like thoughts as I go through in day one, because I always have my phone with me. But then I have like my actual journal that's like more for like my quiet time and such. And I know from me personally, writing down my thoughts, writing down just what I'm feeling my emotions, I was going back and reading an entry the other day, which I don't do a lot of reflection, like I said, but for some reason, it just prompted me, I'm like, where have I been this year? And I was going back through um, kind of like when my grandfather passed away and stuff. And some of the things I was mm-hmm. writing down, which are like very poetic Poetic <laughs> and just, I don't know, just very different, right? And yeah. uh, I was looking through them and I was thinking to myself, I was like, wow, this is interesting. Like I can actually see my own growth in this. I can see... Like I can I'm understanding the way my brain works in a way that my brain can't understand how it works, right? Like Really I'm, I was getting like a, a third person perspective of myself. And like that was really interesting to me. It kind of reminded me of the uh, the verse in um First Corinthians thirteen where it's like, uh now you see but a reflection in a mirror than you'll see face to face. I felt like I was able to actually kind of look myself in the eye for a minute there, and it was really interesting. Wow. So Tracy, in 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 your opinion, and in, in, in I guess your practice, what are some ways journaling can assist in your spiritual growth?
0: I think that we need to know ourselves, and I think we need to tag our emotions. You know, I think I think how we feel is how we feel. Sure, yeah. And sometimes we don't know how we feel.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So journaling helps me understand my emotions to actually acknowledge them and understand them. And then I get to ask the question, so how is how you feel working out for you? You know, when we hold resentments against other people, maybe maybe they deserve resentment,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but that's not what God, God has called us to live by. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to love all people when I'm harboring resentment against them or a certain type, no matter who they are? Yeah. So once I tag my emotions and I say, this is how I feel, and I get to sit in that for a little while, then I have the opportunity to say, God, can you just help me not act on how I want to act because I'm not being an ambassador to you when I, when, when I lash out. So you're not saying, God, take this feeling away from me. You're saying, help me to not act on how I feel. And eventually, in my experience, what happens is that I stop feeling that way. But if we, if we cut out all of that middle stuff and say, I feel this way, but I shouldn't feel this way, now we're just beating ourselves up. You have to run through that process. And journaling helps me run through the process of acknowledging my feelings, deciding not to act on how I feel, and then changing how I feel. And so when I'm able to do that... Now, all of a sudden, I begin to fully embrace how and why God loves me exactly as I am.
2: That's pretty powerful. And I feel like there's a lot of whenever you start journaling or however long you've been journaling, there comes the self-awareness and self-discovery and truly understanding who you are as a person. So you know how to interact with those uh, in your family, your friends, and even how God or how you understand how God views you and everything and I I think that's one of the biggest things that I love about journaling is so I'm a type four on the Enneagram so I'm I'm a super emotional person and that can be a good thing so I can read other people's emotions and understand like what how they're feeling but also it can be a bad thing because I don't understand why I'm feeling a certain way or my feelings can kind of crowd what I'm like, what I, my decision making. And so whenever I write out, like I'm sad today, well, why am I sad? What happened? What are my outer experiences? How are people acting towards me or how am I perceiving how people are acting towards me? And I think that's where a lot of like the self-coaching comes from through writing.
0: Yeah. 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 So I want to, I want to ask Cody, kind of a similar question. So you you just talked about uh, reflecting on your journaling and realizing how far you've come because you were able to look yourself in the eye from a different perspective. Does that give you confidence and like somehow, does that help draw you closer to God?
1: Okay, so this is an interesting thing. So as Elaine said, she's an emotional person. Well, I'm a five, and so I'm an analytical person. Elaine's first reaction is, well, how do I feel about this? Mine is, well, what do I think about this? Hmm. And uh, the way I, it's, it's interesting because most of the time your strength is also your weakness, right? And yeah. so I am very confident whenever I learn something about myself or learn something about God, but that's also my weakness is trying to learn too much about myself or too much about God, right? Yeah. Um, the thing that i know that stood out to me in that moment was i kind of just realized that i can feel and mm-hmm. because a lot of times i don't recognize my emotions um that's that's one of the the things about my personality i don't recognize what i'm feeling because i'm too busy thinking about what i'm thinking about <laughs> yeah, i get caught I up get in it. the thoughts right and I get uh, it. And the more I get caught up in the thoughts, the more, you know, the best way I can describe my brain is when I'm overwhelmed, I feel like, like, okay, so you imagine you open a door to go outside, not like a big, nice French door. I'm talking like just a normal standard size door. And you have about 15 people in the house and they're all trying to get outside at the same time. And no <laughs> one's going anywhere because you can't fit 15 people out a door at once. That's my thoughts. And so <laughs> when I can go... When I can, <laughs> I got you on a roll now. So whenever I uh, I can go back just, and read, you just described me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, now you have a way to per, to uh, to visualize that. Yes. Now you can literally tell them. Okay, you and you get in line, single file, right? <laughs> single file, one behind another, not lock, locking arms and trying to do this thing uh, Red Rover style, right? <laughs> And so <laughs> um, I can't get my thoughts to line up. they they're overwhelming. they like I said, it's just it's the crowd, the mob trying to bust out the door and uh, and so the only way I really know how to a lot of time is to go back and read. And in those moments when I have so many thoughts, I can write them down and because of my, I guess just who I am, like I write music, I love, like, I'm not a very poetic person in speaking, but I'm very, um, I love analogies, everything I do is analogies, I don't, it's just, it's my teaching style, As just like what we just talked about, like people trying to get of everything I relate to is to try to put it into a perspective where people can visualize it, because that's how I think. And so when I go back and I read things like, I'll just, I'll be really vulnerable. I'll share one. When my grandfather passed away, and I did not even understand this until I went back and read it. And um, this, I just read it this last week. And up until this point, I didn't even understand what I was feeling. But I had wrote something. Where's my journal? Give me just, I'm going to grab my journal and I'm just going to okay. read the entry. Yeah,
0: I'd love to. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I had wrote this down. Um... And this is like, like I said, I, when I write, it's really poetic. It's almost like <sighs> embarrassing isn't the word, but it's very vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I had wrote down was the waves cover us. They, uh, the rocks crumble like our emotions. Every drop of rain falls to the earth like a double-edged sword, both bringing life to the dirt and wearing it away. I am the rock and the rain. And so I had no idea what I meant. I don't even remember writing this. And this was literally um, I think the day that I did my the eulogy for my grandfather that I wrote this. And I like I said, I don't process emotions very well. Um, I have to think through my emotions. And so I wrote this down and I literally went back and I was reading through this, and I was reading about how I said, you know, the rain like rocks crumble like emotions. every drop of rain is double-edged sword uh, sword. They bring life to the dirt and they wear it away. And I was realizing that was my emotions. I felt like I had a new perspective on life in the midst of being worn away and despite my emotions crumbling around me. And I was able to like gain a perspective of my own emotional state when normally I can't even process through that. That's beautiful, Cody. That was one of the profound... Like I could feel... It was and I felt, therapeutic. Yeah, it was therapeutic. I felt a connection to God in that. I could feel, kind of like tie it back to the original question. It's like, yes, I could actually understand God and myself and my emotions and my perspectives and everything better because in those moments, I was able to write down what was on my heart. I was able to write down what I was feeling, but I wasn't able to understand it for myself. And it was almost like um, a God-ordained, or I guess like a spirit-filled moment where I was able to put these words on paper that I didn't even know what they meant until I went back and reflected on it later. So,
0: My friend Ed Saucier has has a saying, um, and I may have shared this with you the last time we talked because I share it everywhere. He says, life is meant to be enjoyed even when it must be endured. And that was what I was thinking about because you you found. Yeah, you you, in reading that back to me, um, you I I heard you say um, life is life is good even when it's hard. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to misinterpret no absolutely what you said, but that was my interpretation of it. Yeah, absolutely. The sooner we figure that out, the less difficult life is going to be in those difficult moments, on those difficult days. Yeah,
1: that's that's so good. So Tracy, I have just kind of a a closing thing. I'm sure you remember this, but we like to give our guests an opportunity to ask a question as the closer. So uh, say someone is listening and they're wanting to start a journal and they have no idea where to start. What question would you ask them to get those gears turning uh, to help them write that first note?
0: I think the first thing is to know what your why is. Why do you want to start logging some That's thoughts good. or feelings or gratitude? Yeah. And, and to write that down, what is your why?
1: That's fantastic. Do you have anything uh, closing you'd like to share before we hop off this call?
0: Well, uh, I've actually written a free course and I want to customize it based on our conversation and make it available to your listeners. And um, I want to—it's—it's uh, it's got a, a gratitude component. It's also got uh, the end of the day reflection. We call it a step ten, but anybody can do it. It's not just for people who who work the twelve steps of recovery. And then uh, there's a piece in there about how and why I wrote, write a note to my next day self, and how you can get started. I've also got some uh, further reading. There are are audio components to it. And uh, I want to make that available to your listeners free of charge. And we'll put it uh, at rebootspodcast.com, Reckless Pursuit
1: Journal. Very cool. And we will link to that, Absolutely. to your show, and uh, to all of that good stuff in the show notes below. Tracy, thank you so much for coming Being on and it. sharing about journaling as we kind of go into the, oh, right now it's not New Year, but when this comes out, we'll be going into the New Year. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what better time to start a practice whenever the calendar flips over, right?
0: Yes. And I, I learn so much every time I get to talk to you guys and thank
1: you for having me on reckless pursuit we just want to thank tracy again for coming sharing all of her practices all of what she's been through and just to help us uh, consolidate and to overcome so much just by keeping tabs on where we've been tracy thank you for that thank you for the free resource that you threw out there. We'll have all of that linked up in the show notes as well as all of where to find Tracy. So go give Tracy a follow, uh, drop a comment on anything where she's at and let her know uh, if you enjoyed the episode, what your favorite part was. I know she would appreciate that. Also real quick, if you haven't done so, so far go over there and click that little box and leave an honest review. That helps us to know what you guys love and it helps to let us know how to serve you better. And most importantly, it helps other buyers, is that the right way to say that? Sure, buyers to see exactly what we are about, not from our perspective, but from you, the listener, because that's what this is truly about.
2: Also, also, Happy New Year, guys. This episode comes out, what, two days before the New Year? Yes. So, Happy 2020.
1: Yes, got that 2020 vision. You've been saying that since a, January. Now everybody's on board. I've been saying that
2: since like 2019, like 2018.
1: 2019. 2019, <laughs> no. you know, just like a day ago, <laughs> no, I've been saying I've
2: been saying it since 2018. I was like, y'all listen, when 2020 come on, all them preachers are going to be like, I got that 2020 vision.
1: Elaine's our in-house prophetess, so... <laughs> guys happy 2020 and uh yeah let's go over i want to hear all about what 2020 what you uh what God's speaking to you about 2020 what you feel what uh what's changing in your life head over to nomads ask to be a part and we would love to have that conversation we love you guys and as always be brave be bold and be reckless we'll, we'll talk, talk soon